Here we go, folks. Here we go. Will luck be on the side of the San Jose Sharks? It depends on four balls right now. Join us as an NHL franchise is about to win a generational talent right now. Good evening, everyone. It is May 8th, 2023. We welcome you to our live coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery. And of course, if you are new to us, welcome to TL Town USA. We do live post-game shows after each and every Sharks game. Of course, if you're new to us, we appreciate you joining us here. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans and hockey fans all over the world and in Sharks territory, Hit that subscribe button down below on their YouTube channel. Of course, hit us up on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can always hit us up on Venmo at tealtownusa or right here on the Super Chat. So with that, I say good evening to the two people who are going to help me get through this crazy ride. Ian Reed. Hello. And Jules. What's up, y'all? All right. Well, this is uh, craziness going on here. Unfortunately, our Twitch is having problems. So if you aren't on YouTube already, hit us up over there. Uh, gang, how are we doing tonight? Jules, I'll start with you. But uh, I'm anxious. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been waiting for this. I just, again, I don't want it to be uh, Anaheim or Chicago. Um, <laughs> but I'm anxious, you know. I want Bedard to Eklund for like 10 years, 19 years. Oh, with a nice cross-ice pass from Eric Carlson ending up to Thomas Borlo. Ian, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. I mean, uh, there's teams where I'd obviously rather Connor Bedard go, San Jose being chief among them. Um but I, I think the other thing that I worry about here is I just don't want to move down. Like, yeah, that's that's the one thing where I think yeah. I'd be more upset. Like, like to not get Bedard, that's fine. Like the Sharks have a 9.5 percent chance to to move up to, you know, the one or two position. And 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 Adam Fantilli would be also be a nice consolation prize. <laughs> yes. um, but, you know, we've seen teams that have kind of been in this position and have been just absolutely screwed by the lottery balls. Arizona being a big one in that, where I yeah. feel like every time they're in the lottery, they always get shoved down a couple spots. I just don't want that to be the, the fate for the sharks tonight. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I would rather they win, but um, not getting moved down would also be like, I, I, I could get over not winning as long as we somehow manage to stay where we are now. Yeah. Gotcha. I think anywhere in the top five, and I think Sharks fans are happy. Oh, I I, I would... I'll be honest, top th two. Sorry. I, I'm going to be a little greedy Valid. here. You Valid. know, I mean... Well, yeah, it's, obviously, right? Like, it's... That's... I, I have no control over the lottery balls. So. Yes. So here's let's get to how this all works out. Um, of course, the 16 teams that didn't make the playoffs have a shot at winning the lottery. Uh, the Sharks right now at a 9.5% chance. Uh, Anaheim with the best odds because they sucked down the road and the Sharks had a three-game winning streak along with 17 overtime losses. Uh I have a 9.5% chance, uh, but here's how it really works. You know, the four balls will change a team's fate. Teams are randomly assigned four-digit combinations. Uh, it, you know, combinations are to be selected by 14 lottery balls between 1 and 14. Uh, four balls are picked out of the lottery machine by a lottery technician creating a four-ball combo. Uh, that team with the specific combination is awarded the first overall pick. That's how we'll do it. And we'll also do a second run again for the second overall pick. Um, now, for those who remember last decade and Edmonton won like eight out of 10 draft lotteries, it seemed like. <laughs> uh, beginning with the last two draft lotteries, there are a number of changes, including the limiting the number of draws from three to two. Uh, that's why we're only going for the first and the second overall pick will be selected here. 
uh, limiting the number of spots a team can move up to 10. Only the top 11 can win first overall. So, for instance, Calgary is the 16th position. The highest they can go up would be 6th. Uh, so that still affects the Sharks. They can drop back two spots if teams below them get their balls picked or their combination picked. Uh, and of course, kind of the Edmonton Oilers rule per se, uh, you know, you can not win more than twice in a five-year period. Uh, so that's that's a big one here. But as for the Sharks, there is some history to this. The, Sorry, I was I I'm mistaken. Oh. Yes, I'm mistaken. I was reading something, but I have the uh, I have the standings wrong in front of me. Gotcha. Sorry, just making sure. Uh, this began in 1995, a couple of years after there was a controversy that the uh, Ottawa Senators owner convinced four Sharks players to um, uh, to tank the last two games because they were tied with the Sharks at 10-70 and two. Uh, and uh, they ended up getting the first overall pick, so the draft lottery came into that. Uh, overall, in the 32-year history of the San Jose Sharks, they have not picked first overall. Uh, they, however, 25 years ago, did win the draft lottery. Uh, however, in a in a nearly trade deadline move that sent Andre Nazarov to the Tampa Bay Lightning for Brian Marchment, Tampa Bay had the option to swap first-round picks. So when the Sharks won the draft lottery, uh, thanks to trading Victor Kozlov to the Florida Panthers, uh, Tampa decided to use their option to select first overall and select Vincent LeCavalier, while the San Jose Sharks made a trade to move down one spot with Nashville, expansion Nashville, that's how long this was, uh, third overall to select defenseman Brad Stewart, who of course became pivotal of the Joe Thornton trade. So, whew. now that you know everything that's going to go on, yeah, there's your history minute, you know, on that. Um, we all know who's at stake here, gang. Uh, it is Connor Bedard. Uh, Jules, I'll start with you. Uh, how franchise altering could winning this lottery be? I mean, you have, well, then you actually have something to work with. Like, then you have a foundation because you have now, then you would be adding Bedard to this prospect pool. And I think I saw something like Bedard to Eklund on your, like, first or second line. And then, like, Tomash Hurdle and Couture, who are not, like, okay, Hurdle is a first-line player. Cooch, he's better as a third C, in my personal opinion. Um, but then you actually have something to build around with, like, Bordalo, Eklund, Bedard, um, you know, the uh, Robbins, Gushin, like, then you actually have something. We're not going to talk about their defense, but, like, you know, then you actually have something to work with. And it, it, it's franchise-altering, you know, really can get the Sharks' rebuild going in the right direction. Not saying it's not going in the right direction, but, you know, back on track. Ian, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd echo that. I mean, look at, um, if you look at what, you know, a player, like, players that have been given the the generational tag, right? And I, and I do think that generational is a term that gets thrown around probably far too often right now, but I do believe that Connor Bedard fits that that model. So if you look at the two players that I would consider generational players and what they've done to their franchises, um, you can look to see Pittsburgh, who won three Stanley Cups with Sidney Crosby, and Edmonton hasn't won a cup yet, but, I mean, if you don't think Connor McDavid's the greatest player in the NHL. I don't know what game you're watching. Yeah. It right? also helps that they have Leon Dreisaitl too. Yeah, and look, look if Leon Dreisaitl's really damn good. I'm, I don't right. want to take anything away from Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl's great. Um, but, I mean, you so you look at what those players have done for those franchises. Like, obviously, Edmonton, you know, it... it the thing with the thing with Edmonton, right? Because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, but Edmonton hasn't done shit." Yeah, because one, they had Peter Shirelli running their team into the ground. Like, <laughs> you have to do other things right. So I can understand why people would be like, "Yeah, the, you know, this player is not going to fix everything single-handedly." It's true. Yeah. Like, it we have to count on Mike Beer actually being a decent GM and not wasting a bunch of years of you know of, of this player's talent. Should the Sharks be fortunate enough to? to draft him but i mean it's you know this is a player who i think whoever gets him is going to be better off for it because like it's a cornerstone it's yeah it's the thing you build your entire franchise around where if oh, the sorry. sharks sorry whereas if the sharks you know end up 
falling or drafting fourth, fifth, you know, fourth, fifth or sixth, they're going to get a player. But is that player going to be the cornerstone? Maybe, maybe not. There's no guarantee there. Whereas if you're drafting top two, and I want to include Adam Fantilli in this as well, I believe those are cornerstone pieces to a franchise. Yeah. And also with the Sharks, at least what I can say, like with their prospect pool on forwards, they're like oddly deep. Like they have a lot of like bottom six guys, which is why if they get like their franchise player, they actually have depth to support that. It feels like in their prospect system, Um, look at guys like Tristan Robbins, players like that. I've said him like three times now, but like it's different than Edmonton where Edmonton, I don't think had a lot of depth like actual players, but the Sharks have a ton of like just guys that can play in your bottom six. They already have that. They need like an actual difference maker at this point. Yep. Yeah. I want to, I want to hit something in the chat first, but we're just kind of shooting the shit here. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are talking about like, Oh, you know, calling up the kids really screwed the the thing up. You know, here's the thing. And like Corey Massasak is, this is mostly his thing. I, I don't want to like, but I agree with it. Like, the number of games the Sharks lost in overtime, like statistically you win more of those games. Like this team could have finished a lot higher had the overtime record not gone the way it had. I, I think, I don't think enough people like realize like, you know, statistically the Sharks should have won more of those games and then they're much higher in the standings. I don't know. The kids did not tank the Sharks, guys. That wasn't what happened. I'm happy they brought up Eklund. I'm happy, I'm happy they brought up Bordalo because you have to kind of see what you have. They didn't go on that three-game winning streak just because of the kids got brought up. That's right. Freaking Noah Gregor and his hat trick in Arizona. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fever dream. That was crazy. Uh, so, <laughs> if a team in the 12 to 16 range wins the first drawing... The first pick will remain with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, likewise, if if a team in that 12 to 16 range wins the second pick, it'll stay with Columbus. Uh, hello to everybody watching out there. I know there are other teams have some parties going on, uh, but we're happy to have the party here right here, here on YouTube. So here we go. Uh, Elliot Friedman tweeting out early. The 16th pick goes to... The Calgary Flames, so no change there. So far, so good. Uh, my feed is like, you know, three hours behind because Bill Daly's still talking, so you'll have to yeah. work with me here. The 15th pick goes to the Nashville Predators. Again, no change there. So we're so far, nothing has changed in that sense. So, so far, so good. I mean, <sighs> other than... The fact that that takes away a lottery spot from the Sharks being able to move up. I mean, if one of these teams move up, I'm not overly fussed about it. Yeah. yeah. The 14th pick goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, who don't have a GM until Toronto is eliminated. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> Getting swept by Florida. That's a, a stunning move. The 13th pick belongs to the Buffalo Sabres. So, so far, so good. Nobody has leapfrogged the Sharks yet. So, Anyone's stomach just grumbling? Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I felt like this. I, I felt like this in 2005 as we get closer and closer to the Sidney Crosby draft lottery. That This mm -hmm. is just a crazy one here. So, 12 uh, belongs to the Ottawa Senators, which means that pick will go to the Arizona Coyotes for the... Uh, uh, Jacob Chikrin trade. So Arizona will have 12th overall. Okay, come on. Deep breaths, ever. Deep breaths. Number Get 11 off. goes to the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh. So the Canucks stay at 11. So, so far, so good. Again, we'll throw up the, um, we'll throw up the uh, graphic really quick here as to uh, where the odds are. Uh, number 10, still going in the same order, the St. Louis Blues. So the Sharks will not drop down yet. So nobody's going to... So, so far, so good on that one. Uh, nine would be Detroit. And they are Detroit. So Detroit is at number nine. Whew, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so far, so good. Next up would be uh, 
let's see next up would be uh washington and it is washington so washington stays out of there um so 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 far so good there uh so acting the same so far we're we're in we're in decent shape the flyers are number seven okay (laughs) oh my god Okay, the Flyers are at number seven, folks. Uh, so next one would be the Coyotes' own pick at number six. Uh, and it is the Coyotes. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right, so the top five is going to remain the top five, but where will it go? Where will it go? All right. You know there's a commercial break coming on very soon. You just yep. know it. A hundred percent. And we have to tap so, dance, which is fun. Yes. Which will be number five is Montreal. Oh. Number five is Montreal. Okay, so, so we're not going down. We're not we're going not, down. So the that's Sharks. Good. That's good. That's, that's already that's, like a partial. That's like, yeah. So the Sharks will have at least, a f- or picking at least in the top four. If number four is San Jose, then we are not moving anywhere. If it is not San Jose... The Sharks have moved up, and the Sharks are picking number four. So the That's Sharks fine. will stand packed at number four. The San Jose Sharks will pick number four. They don't move. They don't go back anything. This is, you know, obviously probably the best choice, but it is Chicago, Columbus, or Anaheim that will land Connor Bedard. Please not Anaheim. Please so, not Anaheim. So the Sharks <laughs> will pick number looks. four. There we'll get to um, we'll get to what the sharks can do at number four after th- that. So some combination between Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago. So the sharks again will pick number four. They're going to go to a commercial break right now to torment us to make sure that they've Fair got enough. the right combination for Chicago, because um, you know that's all what's going to happen. Um, so, I mean, wh- the Sharks can do well at four. I'm honestly not upset. Yeah. I just do not want them to move down. Listen, Leo Carlson, Mitch Koff is going to fall to four, or if not, Will Smith. That's my thought. Yeah, it's. I think the Sharks are going to get a decent player at four. I think um, yeah. they're, they're going to get a player, right? And like I said, you know, it's, it's not Fantilli. It's not Bedard. So is this going to be a franchise cornerstone? I'm I'm not sure based on some of the guys expected to go in this range, but they're going to get a player. And after the season that we had, like, that's what you want. You want to get a player. Um, I think the Sharks are, you know, look at again. Would it be nice to win the lottery? Of course, it would have been nice. But at the end of the day, I still think the Sharks are going to get a really good player where they're drafting. And, you know, it, like I said, it could have been worse. It it's not great. Like obviously if the, if the rest of the lottery continues to go the way it's rent, like I, I don't want Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid both in the same oh, division Jesus. as the sharks. Oh, I, I really don't want that. But, um, but as far as like, just from a shark's perspective goes, you're, you're going to get a player here. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy they didn't move down. It would have been nice to win, but this is, you know, this is still good in my opinion. I just, think you're still getting a player who's going to help the Sharks. Like, again, one of those top centers is going to slip. That's my thought. Um, but, Connor Bedard is not going to chat. No, no, not Connor Bedard. I mean, no, like, no, no. I just anyway, sorry. I mean, the chat. Connor Bedard is is not going to be Shane Wright in this draft. He's he is not going to magically fall to no. fourth because, the, no. the, like, if 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 somebody is first overall and they don't take Connor Bedard. Their GM's getting fired. <laughs> um, well, their GM's getting fired, and someone else will scoop him up before he falls. This this will not be a Shane Wright situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kevin was saying that they inadvertently showed that Columbus dropped down to three. I, I'm like, oh, okay, freaking, great. So Chicago's uh, definitely going first. Then. So let's let's put. I'll, I'll put another story out there while we wait. Uh, in 05 for the Sidney Crosby draft lottery. Uh, I have a neighbor whose son was working in the ticket office for the Mighty Ducks at the time. Was on the phone with him saying, I will buy 2,000 season tickets to the Ducks if you get Crosby. 
He was on hold the whole time until they pick up the, you know, it was between Anaheim and Pittsburgh at the time. And of course, when Anaheim was picked number two, then it's like, sorry, and hung up. So that's oh how, God. that's, oh, that's how much of an impact winning the lottery will be. Um, How did the Ducks get that draft? I can't remember. I want to say it was Corey Perry. No, it wasn't. No, or was it no, no, Brian no. Getzlaff? No, it was. No, oh, Getzlaff was, was it? Bobby Ryan. It was Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan. Yeah, it was. Yep, it was thank Bobby you. Ryan. I knew it was like one of their guys. Yeah, I remember it just being like it's. It's funny how like you know. They are coming Sometimes back. second second place isn't a great consolation, but. Yes, just ask the Sharks in '91 with Pat Falloon. Pat Falloon, you know what? We, I mean, this is obviously ancient history now. Pat Falloon, like, I don't like that was the pick there. Like, I know it didn't work out, and he, and it was a, it was a bust. But like, there was no way to know that at the time. Like, Pat Falloon still holds the record for I think most points in a Memorial Cup. Columbus, Columbus is at number three. Oh my god! So it's Anaheim and Chicago. So Bedard will definitely be in the West. God but damn it. The Bedard will definitely be in the West. Columbus moves down to number three. Okay. And that's such a huge blow for Columbus, who, you know, outside the Sharks probably needed it. So here we go. Chicago. The number one pick. Oh, it's yeah. either Anaheim, and they're showing watch parties in both Anaheim and Chicago. Why didn't we have a draft party? The number one pick in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to. The Chicago Blackhawks. Who guessed it? There you go. There you go. Oh my my fucking god! Jesus. Uh, I mean, you're. It's. It's obviously like. Come on, guys. Don't be too obvious. I. I I don't know, man. I. I Wait. At um, least it's not the Ducks. At least there's a little bit of joy there. Yeah. You're right. You're not getting caught. You're not getting caught. But Fantilli now goes to Anaheim. Yep, I'd, still sucks. It was gonna suck either way, though. <laughs> like, yeah. It was gonna suck either way. I, I'd rather um, Anaheim have Fantilli though over Bedard. Oh, that that's just my opinion. So yeah. Oh, that sucks. The, the, so it's probably the second worst case scenario for for the uh, for the Sharks. Um, the second time the Chicago Blackhawks are drafting sec, uh, first overall. Oh seven, they drafted some guy named Patrick Kane. Um, you know, <laughs> oh man, oh my God. And, and looking at our chat right now, you know, so effing rigged, rigged as F, uh, rigged. Thanks, Noah Gregor, <laughs> uh, absolutely rigged. East Coast bias. I don't know how Wait. the show was on the East Coast, but okay. Um, but I think after everything Chicago's dealt uh, done over the last two years and this is what they get rewarded um that fucking blows and <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean look um what else are you going to cover up chicago hey here here's another 10 outdoor games for you in the next 20 years now great well they always go i mean that's the thing about the outdoor games like they always go um a lot of teams like the thing with the outdoor games is, and I know when people are going to get mad at me in the chat, and it's fine, get mad. Get mad. Um, they're already mad. What are you talking about? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they're mad. But, like, the thing, like, the outdoor games, like, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they suck. And they're, for, they're they're not an exhibition. Like, they're for points. And I don't think, like, a lot of teams like to do them. So Chicago being always like, yeah, we'll go. I mean, credit to them. Like, they've, they, you know, again, these are games where, you know, the ice conditions aren't always fantastic and there's points on the line. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't begrudge like them for, for getting picked when they always go and they don't, they've, you know, they've always been good troops and they've, they've always gone out and played in the outdoor games, regardless of the fact that, you know, again, the ice conditions suck. Sometimes the weather's absolutely abysmal and there's points on the line. I would rather play all my games indoors where, you know, like, Maybe the ice conditions aren't great at SAP, but it's indoors. Like, there's no snowstorm that's going to cause my goalie not to see something and lose two points on, you know, in a snowstorm. Yeah. Can I ask y'all, this might be a stupid question, but do you guys think Anaheim might try to trade down from that second overall pick? Because, like, they already have a lot of centermen, and they might try to go get, like, one of the top wingers, like Zach Benson. I don't remember if Zach Benson's a winger, but, like, Zach Benson or Mitchkov. 
I don't know. I feel like because they already have like a deep center pool and they're lacking on the wings, which is why yeah. I'm thinking like maybe they try to trade down, snag a guy up like Mitchkov who might fall. Um, but that's just the thought. That might be like the stupidest thing ever and people are going to blow me up on Twitter. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I feel like the thing with centers is like you can always turn like generally speaking, you can always turn a centerman to a wing in the NHL because not. Yeah. A, I don't think everyone who plays center in like lower levels of hockey it doesn't always pan out that they end up being a center in the nhl yeah. i'm not saying fantilli wouldn't be but i still think when you look at some of the other players they have they're like i might be eyeing one of them being like which one of you can i move to wing <laughs> yeah. um and the traits also, are I already uh... lacy put not uh, zegris is a natural right winger never mind then screw that idea yeah. uh vincent alvarado in the chat a LeBanc in fourth overall for second overall. Who says no? Uh, the Ducks. <laughs> I wish. Sadly. Hey, um, LeBanc is a Fantilli. Come on, guys. Be nice. Yeah. Um, so. I, yeah, I mean, this this sucks, obviously. Like, again, like, um, you know, you're going to get two really good players that are that are going to be in the Western Conference. Um, I look at <laughs> as much as, like, I agree, like, Chicago doesn't deserve, like, like, I don't have an issue with the fans of the Chicago Black. No, not but, at all. They they get, but, they get like, all their love. That organization. It's the organization, yeah. As you know, it's been kind of a, a gong show. And I, you know, do they deserve nice things? Probably not. Like I'm happy. No, with, they with don't. I'm, I'm fine. Like I, I, you know, I'm fine with the with the fans. I'm sure they're happy, and I don't have any real beef with them. Yeah, um, it just that organization does not deserve this after don't. like this year. <laughs> like, I'd rather see Columbus win it, in all honesty, because, like, Columbus was dying for that, like, like nothing against Anaheim. Anaheim, you have all of your golden, shiny things. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm glad that, that Connor Bedard is not in the Pacific Division with Connor Because, look, at like, eventually the Pacific Division is not going to be the joke that it is now. I think it's going to, like, you, you see, like, teams like L.A., who are on the rise. Um, I think yeah. Anaheim obviously is going to, they should start turning things around. Um, Hire a good quickly. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously a good coach is going to be a thing, but I think like they're going to, they're going to start turning things around. Like I think the Pacific's going to kind of go back to being uh, kind of a gauntlet. And, um, but I'm glad that's not going to include, you know, Connor Bedard as a piece. Chris JWS with, with the best one. The league dial this up harder than Puck Guy's internet. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask a question? Who's going to be, like, who's Connor Bedard's wingers in Chicago? Like, can, like it has to be, like, Andres Athanasiu and, like, Reichel? For now. But I think, yeah. again, you know, oh, this is make a team changes. that is, this is a team that's been kind of, you know, tanked. Picking up assets over for a while, and I don't think like I don't think Chicago's magically a playoff team next year. Like they're gonna, no. they're gonna, maybe they're not. You know, they're not in the picking first overall again or whatever. But I still think they're gonna, they're gonna pick up a couple more players in the lottery yeah. rounds uh, of the draft before. Like this isn't gonna be a immediate turnaround for Chicago, and I don't think it would have been an immediate turnaround for San Jose either. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like. <laughs> There's there's still work to be done there. Like again, it, one player, it's it's the NHL, right? It's not the NBA. One player can't carry a team anywhere. Like you need the right supporting pieces. So Chicago still has plenty of work to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at their cap friendly right now, once you take out Jonathan Taves, their their biggest, their their highest paid forward is Tyler Johnson, five million. Uh, Seth Jones is their highest paid player right now at nine point five million. They will need to up great the goaltending with the combination that winning combination of Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. Um that should have been your your uh <laughs> heads up there on, on that. Um I mean yeah I'm just looking just going down Andreas Athanasiu, Tyler Johnson, uh you know, Jason Dickinson, hey former Barracuda Colin Blackwell yep. uh in, in there uh you know uh, obviously, the uh, the uh, um, the uh, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, it just frustrates me what, what you know that that front office gets it. And congratulations to the Blackhawk fans. 
you know. For sure. um, and let's be honest here, everybody, you know, moaning and groaning about the the uh, uh, you know the three game winning streak. Well, Chicago beat Pittsburgh in the final three games yeah. yep. to send Pittsburgh essentially home. Uh, but Chicago started off on a winning record. Also, like they were like, what were they like five and one to start off the they, season? They had a silly start to the season. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't I don't know, man. Like, um I see in the chat, like obviously Mitch Kov Carlson, I'd be happy with either or to be completely honest. Um, also like Will Smith, it he is rising in the stocks a little. Not mm-hmm. saying like Will Smith is gonna save our franchise. He's not a Fantilli or a Bedard. Um, but he is a guy to look out for. Again, at four you still have options. It's not like they dropped to five or six where I was right, yeah. a little bit more concerned. You're still getting a good player and uh, someone who I think can role play with Eklund. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not mad about it. I'm more upset Chicago won. Um, yeah. What's the, um, what's, if you were making the pick fourth overall, who are you taking? Uh, that would, well, is, I, third, I mean, that's my question. Well, that would be <laughs> third, right? Yes. That's, 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 that's the answer right? for Columbus. I mean, I'm assuming they would go Carlson. I feel like Columbus would go center. I feel like Columbus is going to take Carlson in that scenario. Um, yeah, I mean, if Mitchcock's the guy there, I'm not. Like, I know people are a little bit worried about, obviously, look at with the things going on uh, in Russia. Like, obviously, there's always going to be concern there um, yeah. taking Russian players. I, I, the thing, the only thing that gives me pause with Mitchkov is I don't know what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Um, as far as just things that have nothing to do with hockey, right? Um, but I think if you put that aside, it's Mitch Cobb and it's not even close oh. in my opinion. Yeah. The thing, I mean, Will Smith going fourth cause he's from mass. Yeah, that is an option. Um, if Mitch Cobb goes third and then they don't take Leo Carlson, I will be upset because him and Beestad had some good chemistry, uh, in the world juniors playing for Sweden together. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if they take uh, Will Smith, I also wouldn't be upset. The thing is, if Mitchkoff does slide, I would want them to take him. I yeah. get the uncertainty, but like Eklund, I feel is a natural center. You put Eklund on center, and with Mitchkoff on the wing, that no one's stopping those two. Let's just be real. Mitchkoff has an elite shot. Eklund's an elite playmaker. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think if Mitchkoff's on the board, like I think that's the pick. Um, but I get hard. the like, as long as like again it's really difficult because like i agree with what you're saying but like if the sharks you the sharks are drafting fourth so i mean one of those players is going to be on the board so it'll be i'll be i think if carlson or mitchkov's like uh, like there like i think you have to take one of them but i think um i don't think like taking a will smith would be a super reach at that pick no. um but i would be i would be kind of shocked um i'm curious to see if greer trades down uh, I hope Greer doesn't do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to bring that up to Sharks fans, but, like, he, I don't know. He didn't, like, uh, he's probably going to have the player he wants there. But it yeah. just, I'm a little concerned because he he seems to be finding all the defensemen on this planet right now and saying you're a shark. Um, So, I don't know. I'm curious to see it. If, like, I don't want them to do this, guys. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if he trades down to, like, 10 to try to get one of the better be defensemen. Mad. I'd no, be mad. I, like, same, I think I think like... Sharks fans should be mad at this one. I think at four, like when you're drafting in a position like fourth, I think you just take the player. Like, I, yeah. unless if the no, and and even then, like I, I, the trade coming back would have to be just unreal. Connor um, Bedard. I'm kidding. Yeah. Chicago. Not 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 Connor Bedard, but it would have to be like you would. You know, I I'm not gonna take like oh I'm gonna draft. I don't know. I I, I have no idea who has what picks. Right, so I'm gonna take quick. Yeah. Picture. Like, I don't know who has whose picks. I'll be curious to see the mock drafts that go out because it really depends on who I think Columbus takes. Right. Um, because that all, I think, if they go for the winger or the center, um, like it, Mitch Kov or Carlson, because I think those are really the top four of this draft have been solidified. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, that's, that's it, right? Like, I just think, like, if one of those guys is going to be on the board just by the nature of being in fourth. I yeah. don't think you trade down. You have to take one of those players. That's Yeah. Thing. If you trade down, I would hope it's just like one or two picks and you get a haul back. Uh, Like if they go from four to five, let's say to get like if like if like they want, let's say Greer does want Will Smith and he feels like he can just trade down four to five. 
um, and you get like a second round pick and like another set. I'm not saying this is the package, but you get a good haul. I would not be mad at that because you're getting this draft is ridiculously deep, guys. There's going to be yeah. some gems and steals. So like if that happens, I will not be mad. Uh, if they give us like a bullshit package, like a third and a fourth, I will scream. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I I again like it's one of those cross that bridge when you get there things like I I don't like I I think this is really simple for the Sharks. You figure yeah. out who's left between Carlson and Mitchkov at four, and you take them. That's it's really yeah. easy. <laughs> like they have, they have a really easy job here. Um, um, I saw someone put in the chat. Uh, you guys are overlooking Anaheim taking Mitch Cobb at second. I don't think Anaheim passes on Fantilli. No, I can't see it. I mean, like I, I would love that because it means the Sharks would get definitely an elite center. But I just, I don't see them passing up on Fantilli. I just no, really don't see that happening. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Like uh, Fantilli, nice. Fantilli is really, really good. Um, I think like Bedard is obviously going to get a lot of the headlines and justifiably so. But, man, Adam Fantilli is a hell of a consolation prize. Also, like, any of these top four picks any other year would probably go first overall. I would just like to point that out. Like, and in any other year, a lot of these guys would go top, like, first overall. Most yeah. of Not, like, all of them. Adam Fantilli, for sure. Mitch Cobb and Carlson, you can debate. Um, but most of them would have a good chance of going one or two in any other year. It's just this draft is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't think it, you know, and like I saw in the chat, so like Bedard could tank in the NHL, he won't. Like I just he's not going to. He's not going to. Don't stop believing on no. that. Anything, <laughs> anything is possible, but I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Sanchez in the chat. Sharks have two first round picks this year, right? Yes, they yeah. do. Yes. Uh, they currently hold 26th technically, uh, although that depends on where the Devils finish. If the Devils move on to the Eastern final, that'll definitely be at 29 to 32. Uh, but there's a number of teams that have multiple first round picks. I believe the Blues have three as a part of O'Reilly and the Tarasenko trades. You also have, uh, the Coyotes who have, uh, 12, and six uh, with uh, the Chikrin trade. Uh, there was another team I thought that... Oh, uh, the Canadiens will pick, well, at the moment, 17th and uh, five. The The later of the picks depend on how well the Florida Panthers do. Florida, yeah. Kraken, uh, Stanley Cup final. There you go. Canada would have an absolute shit fit about that. That's for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, let's let's be honest. For Ian, yeah. <laughs> Canadians fans suddenly Leafs fans. No, because well, because if the Panthers lo- do the reverse sweep, if L- oh. if Toronto reverse sweeps Montreal, that pick goes seventeen. If the Panthers win one more game. That pick is at least 29th. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but like, I don't know. Like, no, you're either a Leafs fan or you're you're very on the opposite end of that spectrum. There's there is no casual Leaf fandom. You're either a Leaf fan or you are a Leaf hater, uh, (laughs) in my opinion. Anyway, that's that's generally the way it works up here. I mean, I, I think there are probably some savvy fans where you're right, where they're, you know, looking at the pick where, you know, obviously, like we were probably I think a lot of. Sharks fans should have been cheering against the Devils in the first round. Have the Rangers put them out? Yes, you know, seeing Timo do good things is nice, but getting a higher draft pick is better. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know what that, I mean. So, yeah. so I'm I'm sure there is like the more savvy fan who's going to be like, yeah, we obviously want this pick to be as as good as possible. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, if if regardless of what happens now, there's there's going to be a lot of people, myself included, that are just going to grab a bag of popcorn and watch the offseason unfold now because I think it's going to be just an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Animal Clans, I, I know you, bud. Good to see you. Thank you for coming in here. As a Ducks fan, I don't feel as sick as I do now, even though they lost Game 7 of the 03 final or Game 7 to LA in 2014. Yeah, don't remind us of, of Game 7 in 2014. Oh, oh no. Uh, we we um, all know the, our, our Game 7 pain from 2014 is worse than your Game 7 in 2014, I, I, my I friend. think that's the worst part of this whole list, that like all this, like, oh, no, like, 
you know, because obviously everyone's jumped ahead. Like now that the Leafs are down three games, we've all jumped ahead to apparently there's going to be a game seven. Um, well, there but has yeah, to be. I've, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of this um, of this, and obviously it's it's brought back some painful memories of uh, yeah. a certain series against oh, a certain team in Los that, Angeles. That would be wonderful if Toronto would pull it off, because then then the uh, no. No, no you, know, you know why? To... You know why? It's because the attention shifts from like the next decade over at Toronto and nah. Florida. You know, no, it doesn't. Uh, Ricky, <laughs> uh, yeah, no way Arizona is getting number one. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that would have been nice, hey, Jay, at this point. Uh, Ricky Barton's like, if Coyotes offer you six and 12, are you going to take it? I think if I was getting Reinbacher and say Matthew Wood or Ryan Leonard, I would take that over Carlson. Um, six and twelve is intriguing. Like that, yeah. that is something where I probably, probably, I, I if I'm Mike, I probably do it. I'm not gonna uh, lie, I would probably do that deal. Um, but thankfully, I'm just a jackass on a podcast, so. I feel like I would just see who's available first because if, if Mitchkov's available, like before Fantilli just suddenly rose up, Mitchkov was predicted to be the number two for a mm-hmm. very long time. So if like Mitchkov's there, I'm taking Mitchkov. But if like it's Carlson, I would probably take that trade all day. Yeah, I, it's a tough one, right? Because I still think yeah. like, again, like, you know, I think, again, whoever you're going to get it for is pretty easy. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty it's going to be a good player. But like, again, you know, like Jules said earlier, it, it is a deep draft like. Six and twelve isn't terrible. Uh, we've we've apparently also moved on. Denver Doyle in the chat. Uh, my new dream is that we sign Matthews in two years. That's ceremony, <laughs> California's Austin Matthews. Uh, yeah, I'm not even he, sure we have enough cap space to do it. That, we might in two years. When is the, that Vlasic deal up? Um, Macar uh, was picked fourth. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Macar was picked fourth I think overall. Drysaddle so. was also picked fourth overall. No, Drysaddle was a two, wasn't he? Yeah, was no, four, I think yeah. Drysaddle was four. I might be very wrong, but I feel like he was four. Uh, Purge seven F ninety one moving on to next year. So, what's the theme for next year's tank for <laughs> Macklin Celebrini? I don't think we can handle more Teal Town USA episodes of this kind of year. Yeah, like, we, we need to, we need to do a little bit. We need some. We need to at least like Eklund have a Calder season if that's going to happen. <laughs> Please. Let's hope Eklund gets called up. Well, that too. I mean, okay, if he if he goes back to the AHL at that point, I yeah, he was, uh, Leandre said it was third overall. In oh, never mind. Okay, cool. But I mean, now, I, I mean, at four, if you were to take Matvey Michkov, if you were to do that. Wouldn't that basically say, "All right, we're still rebuilding. We got a couple more years, kids. You you guys are doing fine. Let's let's uh, let's make a uh, playoff run in uh, the AHL." And uh, um, you know, well, I don't. We'll have so. we'll I, have Luke Cunning come back. Well, the thing is, when does Mitchkov deal in Russia expire? Because I was told it was like twenty twenty six, right? Twenty twenty five. Isn't that when Vlasic deals ends? So, like, honestly, I'm tempted to think Greer's just trying to run out the clock on Vlasic and then make the Sharks competitive. I know that sucks as Sharks fans, but, like, then they'll have actual cap space. Yeah, I think I, – I, I do think there's something to that, too. Like, obviously, as as you start shedding things from the old guard to the new Mark Edward Vlasic's last – the last year of Mark Edward Vlasic's deal is 25-26. Okay, yeah, and I think Mitchkov's contract in Russia expires sometime that time. Um, like – you know, and then that'll give the Sharks a few more years to actually hopefully win a draft lottery. I'm kidding, but I'm also kind of not kidding about that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Sharks, I don't, I think like there's going to be guys on that AHL team that I think are going to get a chance to make the team out of camp. I don't think that the goal is just to keep them in the AHL forever. No, yeah. Um, I think it was definitely the plan this year. Um, and look at, I mean, oh, there was a lot of guys um, th- in the year previous who, who were probably put in the NHL before they're ready because they had no depth. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think they they to try and correct that they went a little bit overboard. And, I, and I'm not again. I'm just telling you how how it happened. I'm not saying this is that yeah. I agree with it or whatever. This this is just what happened. Um, the facts as we know them. You know, the Sharks, I think they went a little too far the other way to make sure like these guys could just not get into the NHL so that they could just, you know, not have to come up if they weren't ready. Um, But I still I think like next year, like I think 
when you look at a guy like Eklund, um, I think Eklund's on this team out of camp next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I think Bordolo? you know, and I think a lot of guys are. Bordalo was concerning. Guaranteed. Yeah, I think he was tired. I think for like I, I, I think guys like Bordalo, but I think guys like Bordalo and Gushin, I think some of those guys are going to get a chance to make it out of camp. At this point, I'm taking Gushin, putting my money on Gushin overboards, but that's just because Gushin literally played every game and like lit it up. Yeah, but he, but he wasn't great to start. Like, like I think he he no. finished really strong. Um, I I want to see what Bortolo looks like in camp because I th- I just think he was. But I think when the end of the season came, I just think Bortolo was gassed. No, so, yeah, valid. So let's get to a couple points in the chat. Kevin saying mm-hmm. if Columbus actually drafts Will Smith at number three. Will Mike Rear actually take Carlson or stick with Michkov? In your mind, I go. I would say go Michkov at that point. Listen, yeah, they look at their um, they're yeah. they're 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 getting like all the Russians and all the Swedes. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the tricky one, right? Because it's like it seems like they they really <laughs> like their Swedes and Russians right now. Um, I probably take Michkov there because there's it's like Carlson and Beast that had good chemistry at World, World Juniors. Is Carlson that like elite player? You can debate that. I think he's a top six forward, yes. Um, but you have Michkov who can be dishing, or Eklund who can be dishing to Michkov, who was projected mm-hmm. to go number two for like the entirety of like before everything happened. So yeah. All right, there's that, and I'll go to AHA next here. Greer says, because uh, he's currently having a press conference right now, Greer says he's not expecting the player they take at four to play in the <laughs> NHL next season, but isn't ruling out. Quote, we'll have to see. It's a tough league. Points to Beneers benefiting from an extra year. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I, again, right, I don't think that's fine. I like, I don't think whoever they draft it for has to be in the NHL next year. Like if they want to, you know, you, you can let players, um, you know, continue to, to develop their game. Like, I don't think that I, I don't, if, if a player that they draft isn't in the NHL next year, like, I don't think that's a failure. Like, and I know yeah. some people would make it out to be like, Oh, what a, what a bust, what a failure. Like, it's just not how it works, man. Like not everyone just gets to go to the NHL right away. Some players are better off for, you know, an extra year of playing either in their own country or, you know, or, or staying in junior or whatever, right? Like we've seen players definitely come back. Like Leon Dreisaitl got sent back to junior. Let's yeah. not forget. Yeah. Is, is Leon Dreisaitl worse off because he went back to junior and played in Memorial cup? Not last time I checked. Kevin Lacey, anyone the Sharks draft at four should not be in the NHL next year. We need another shot at number one overall next year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes. That will require you to do f- 25 after darks, Kevin. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, no, it's, it's one of those things, right, where it's like, I mean, the fan in me doesn't want that, but, like, the, okay. yeah. the brain says, yeah, like, you know. Here's my thought. Let's say they draft Carlson. Do they just throw all the kids down in the AHL, including Eklund and Board, and just say, light it up. We we want you guys just to light it up here. Get your chemistry going, because next year we're going to call you guys up, and like you're going to start burning down the... Like, Would they do that? I don't know, because I think that... The, here's, here's the problem, right? And look, the reason why, like, a lot of people will point back to, like, Edmonton's original run of, like, Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins... And being like, look, it tanking doesn't always work, right? But I think the problem there was that was kind of the approach they took, where like all those guys were supposed to just come in and click at the same time. I don't think like, I I really feel strongly that I think you know it's it's not about just trying to like build a team in the HL that all gets called up all at once and then suddenly they're like a dynamite NHL team. I think I think they're gonna bring guys up as they want because. It's nice to have all the kids, but you need you need veteran players. And I think that Edmonton, those Edmonton teams are a perfect example of what happens when you don't insulate young players with decent veteran players. Because if you look back at some of those Edmonton teams, they were really putrid outside of those kids, right? Like there was there was a lot of just guys that were, you know, either yeah. past their prime or, you know, just these AHL in betweeners that kind of just made the rosters with the kids, and they thought that that was just going to be great. I think you there there has to be a balance. This is a great point, and I know H is behind this, and also Shana, who works at the Athletic, uh, makes it uh, made this comment as well. Arizona holds pre-draft workouts, loses first rounder. New Jersey mm-hmm. signs Ilya Kovarchuk to a contract that was 
legal at the time, loses first round pick. Chicago covers up sexual abuse for a decade, gets bedard. Yeah. Yeah, because again, but you, here's so here's the problem, right? And I again yell at me on Twitter at Ian Blogs Hockey. Wait, put it out there, bud. Things, one of these things is not like the other. Like, and I'm not look at. I am not trying to justify this in any stretch of the imagination. It just shows like the NHL's priority, right? Like again, you know, covering, you know, doing improper combine testing, right? Like that's. That's a that's a hockey thing, right? It's like, and I'm and again, like, please, please, please understand that I am not trying to justify anything Chicago has done. I think everything that happened in Chicago is absolutely abhorrent. I think it's an absolute stain on the league and on the game itself. But it's just it's 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 and it should be treated in the same way, right? But it's not because the NHL has this weird thing where it's like, you know, like. Things that are against the, you know, collectively bargained things like, like, you know, improper combine testing or whatever the hell it was in Arizona. Like that, that's a hockey thing. And, and, you know, their argument, and that's not my argument, please. Again, again, this is not my argument, but the way the league sees that this is not a hockey issue. It's a, it's a management issue and it, it should be treated the same, but that's, it's not, and it sucks. And I, I agree, but I understand why not. And again, I'm not, I understand why it's that way based on just watching this game for as long as I have and watching this league for as long as I have. I, I understand how they got there. I don't agree with it, but I understand how they got there and it's not right. And I agree. It's, it's a hundred percent not right. Oh. And you know, th- there should have been, I know that that Chicago did get sanctioned, I know there's a lot of fines. I mean, there's people in that organization that will that may never work in hockey again. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's talk that freaking Joel Quenville wants to come back to coach the Rangers, and, and I think that that's where I, all hope is lost. If if we're if we're getting to that, you know, I I mean, you, you fired Gerard Gallant after missing, you know, going to the second round. And, and I have a feeling they're just, you know, Benton will be, okay, come back over. You know, yeah, it, just, I don't know, man. Like, I'll, do I think sucks. that eventually, like, Coach Q is going to get another kick at the can? He probably will. I, do I think it's going to be in New York? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't have a lot of faith in this league when it comes to <laughs> stuff like this, but um, I think there's a lot of, I don't. I don't know if there's a lot of reality to that. I don't. I don't think Coach Hughes no. just going to waltz back in as quickly as that. And maybe he does. And then we can all, you know, we can all discuss in the summer of how shit this league is. But yeah, we already are. Yet. <laughs> I just. I just. I don't already think. Happening. I don't think he's going to get back in that quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, another comment here uh, if from Jeff Ponder from our friends at Let's Go Blues Radio. If Bedard refuses to sign in Chicago, cites scandal reasons for it, he'll be a fan favorite of 31 other NHL fan bases. He would be a hockey <laughs> god if he pulled a stun like that. Yes, we're going to break out the whole Eric Lindros thing for good reasons. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just don't think that would ever... Like, that's it, not... Anything yeah. could happen, but I, I don't think that would ever happen. Like, I, yeah. Eric Lindros was such a, a unique situation. I just, I mean, look at what I, what I fault the dart for being like, no, this, this organization is a fucking gong show. I don't want to go there. Um, but I just, it's not the way players are wired. Jules, I'll ask a question to you about this. Now that you know exactly that you are not getting bedard, you're not necessarily getting a massive game changer at the moment. Is now the time to really consider moving Carlson and Couture? Yes. Well, okay. Everyone's hating on Couture. Couture is meant to be a third C, I think. And that's what I've heard. He's not paid like one. He's not. Okay. Yeah. I never said the contracts were good. I just said he's meant to be a third C. But like, um, I mean, I would look into moving Carlson to see maybe, listen, Carlson had a ridiculous season. He got, he's probably winning the Norris. People can argue that his defensive stats are horrible. He got 100 points as a defenseman. I don't really care. Um, 
I would say try to move Carlson and see if you can get another first round pick because you're not getting Bedard. You're probably not getting Fantilli. So yes, move Carlson, try to get another dart at the dartboard, throw it and see where you land. There might be several generational players in this draft. And I know that sounds crazy, but like you never know. So yes, that's my answer. Try to move Carlson or Couture. Ian, your, your thoughts. Um, yeah, look, I, I mean, I kind of agree with Jules here a little bit. Um, I think if you can find a deal that makes sense, right. And here, and, and this is the rub for me. Like I, I don't, I don't have the issue with Logan Couture. A lot of Sharks fans do. I think he's fine. I think he actually, actually I think he had actually a pretty good season. All things, you know, all things considered. Um, I think Couture takes a lot of bullets that, you know, should be, um, maybe directed at the other center on the team who makes a lot of money and just re-signed. Um, I think Couture takes a lot of bullets for, for hurdle this past year, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, who I think, I think Couture had a, had a pretty good season, all things considered. Um, but if you can find, I don't think he wants to leave. And I think that's the other thing too. I don't think Couture wants to leave. Eric Carlson, if you can find the right deal that doesn't completely screw this team for, you know, cause again, like, look at, this is a guy who has, what four more years left on his deal or three more years four more years four more years left on his deal um you don't want to be in a situation like the wild are where like they just have just obscene amounts of dead cap like the wild next year have like i think 14 million dollars in dead cap for a team that was a playoff team this year like again this is a team that that imagine how much better they could be if they could spend that $14 million. Um, my concern with, with an Eric Carlson trade is that you're going to retain too much salary and it's going to come back and bite you in the ass down the road. I know eventually the cap is going to go up. I keep hearing it every year. Oh man, four or $5 million, four or $5 million. And then what does it do? Million dollars, million dollars. Like, so <laughs> when the cap goes up, I'll believe it. And I'll, you know, I'll jump up. Oh yeah, but it's fine because you know, the cap went up $5 million. Well, until it actually starts going up by more than a million dollars a season, um, then I'll have that conversation right now. I would just be concerned that they retain too much cap and, and then you're paying Eric Carlson too much money to not play for you, which is kind of gross. Yeah. Cause I don't think, cause, cause if you look at, you know, this team and how hard it was to watch this year, take Eric Carlson's hundred points out, man. That's, that's a, that's a tough fucking year. It's a tough fucking year, and even if you took his 101 points, all he needed was one point, if if you think about it. I know people are talking about the 16 overtime losses. The Sharks had the fewest wins in the league, and um, that's not even the right tweet that I wanted to put up. But uh, if if they uh, just have Colorado lose in regulation, and this is from Bleeding Teal, Sharks finished one point ahead of Chicago and have fewer regulation wins. So if San Jose hadn't had the OTL against Colorado in early April, San Jose would have finished 30th overall, a.k.a. where Chicago finished. And Chicago would have still won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, again, look at and, you know, again, look at I, here, here's, here's the thing, right? And I said this at the beginning of this season, too, when we started doing, like, again, I have the best hobby in the fucking universe. And I, I always make it sound like it's the worst thing that I ever have to do is is talk about the Sharks after a game. But, like, again, like, now that the, the draft, like, I'm looking forward to the draft now, right? Because we've, we've suffered through the season, man. I don't, like, the first thing I want, I don't want to start talking about the draft lottery in October, guys. Like, that's, I mean, that's the reality of what we're going to be doing. But it's not what I want to do. It's not fun. It's it kind of blows. So, I mean, yes, it, it's the, the getting a nice draft pick is a nice reward after suffering through a miserable season. But I just, you know, like, again, like I want, I want to have something else to talk about from October to this time next year. And, and let's be honest with the draft. Yeah, and let's be honest. The, uh, <laughs> uh, we were talking Bedard, you know, opening day and, yeah. um, you know, yeah, and I, I mean, uh, and look at them. Are we likely going to be doing the same this this year coming? Probably. Do I want to be doing it? No, I mean, the fan of me doesn't <laughs> want to do it. I understand the like 
my brain still works properly. I know that these that this will, you know, that this pain will eventually lead to good things down the road. But man, pain still sucks. Like uh, pain real, is not fun. Yeah. Real quick, Greer suggested that Mitchkov coming into the 2026, 2027 20, uh, isn't a prohibitive thing that would stop the Sharks from drafting him. Greer also noted that Smith going to BC isn't a good thing. He was joking, but he did point out his son went to high school with Smith for oh, a year. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. There you go. Fuck. There you go. There's your pick. There you go. Will Smith is the San Jose Sharks, guys. Oh, we're going to get jiggy with it soon now. Oh, crap. Uh, oh, that's and then great. he said it would take a significant offer to move from there. Yeah. To move from four. Yeah. To move from four, moving up uh, doesn't make sense because of the cost. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Will Smith is a San Jose Shark. I'm calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't, if they don't like move down oh, to man. draft this guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my shit. We're gonna lose our shit if he, yeah. Oh, well. Ah, we're gonna lose our shit. Tim, right. Tim, Tim, Tim Burke. Tim Burke runs the the draft again, so you know. Um, no, I think it's a different guy, isn't it? Isn't it a guy from Boston? The, yeah, we don't know. Mike Rear. That's the problem. You know? Like I like Tim Burke has got like some fancy title that says I thought to he me wasn't that he a... he has he has a fancy like you know. Okay, because I thought title, it was another guy from UMass. Means he gets to continue to mm. collect. He, they, he he brought in a guy from. I think that's his like college scout. Here's the thing, I mean, obviously. I'm not going to argue with people about this. Like Tim Burke, obviously he's still going to be in the mix somewhere, but I don't think he's the guy running the thing. I think he has a nice title where he gets to collect money from the Sharps for, for just, you know. If they take Smith over Mitch Koff, though, I will be upset. If they take Smith over Carlson, I could live with that, but not Smith over Mitch Koff. Like, don't do that, please, for the love of our sanity. Yeah. I don't know. All right, <laughs> Vincent Alvarado, keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, in case you missed anything or you want to watch the uh, the uh, disappointment happen again, uh, check us out on tealtownusa.com or wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple or Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Amazon Music. Of course, if you're watching us on the YouTube, hit that like button. We're going to need it for the next few years. Uh, subscribe and hit that notification bell so when shows like this happen, we will be on. Because there'll be some interesting news. You know? Interesting news, we hope. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Jules, thank you for joining us. Uh, your final thoughts on where people can find you. And good luck in yeah. finals. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, final thoughts. Listen, guys, Will Smith... According to Greer, his son went to Pan- – I don't know what happened there, but there's connections, so be prepared for that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, today was rough, but, listen, we're going to get a good player. So, And y'all can find me at Sharks Jewels. Uh, Ian, we're, we're yeah, not crying, I mean, but we feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – no, I'm fine, man. I'm fine. Uh, look at uh, – Moving up would have been nice, right? Because that means you you won something, and that's not what the Sharks have done this year, clearly. So this is kind of par for the course, but they didn't move down. And to me, that's fine. Like moving down would have annoyed me more than not winning the lottery. Staying at four is fine by me. It's it is what it is. Like the Sharks don't win anything and this it continues yeah. into the offseason. It's a so. it's an OT loss. There you right. go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> favorite, right? an OT oh. loss. There you go. Oh, there it is. It's an, yeah, it's an OT loss. So, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. Um I, I, from a shark's perspective, this is this is a okay by me. Career will trade the fourth pick. Yeah, Eddie and Blogs Hockey uh, on the Twitter machine. Although I'm not really on Twitter much that these days, but uh, if I ever do come up with something random that I want to say, I'm sure I'll do it there. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter, the Instagram. Um... <sighs> Glad you guys came back from to force overtime in those games boys you know they could have won so many more of those games like statistically they win more of those games than they do it could have been so much worse you know you could have been the 11th pick could could have you know you know not like you didn't have horrible second periods or or allow goals in the like the first minute like 25 times allowed a last minute goal and 21 times you couldn't do that just one more time 
in the Remember when we allowed Sam Lafferty to score two goals, two shorthanded goals within a span of like three minutes? And now it could have worse. Like that's, I I think that's the thing for me. Like it could have been so much worse than this. Fourth (laughs) is not bad. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Thanks AJ. In addition to winning the draft lottery and the right to pick first overall, the Blackhawks currently have $41,844,877 in projected cap space heading into the offseason. You don't think they're going to go crazy right now so that way they can Mm -hmm. secure that, that, outdoor game that hasn't been announced yet for the stadium series yeah get ready they folks. get that outdoor game regardless of whether they're good or bad though yeah like they just, they, this is a team that team? draws well on television like i'm sorry but like this this talking point needs to die in a fire this is a team that that draws viewers on national television very very well that's why they get games like i'm i'm sorry they're they're a big market team that people want to watch sorry i don't know like Cry more. I'm sorry Tahoe didn't happen. Sharks fans, get the fuck over it. Throw the game. And with that, have a good night. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Still support your Sharks, all right? Have a good night, everyone.